This is one of the most uh, difficult, challenging, uh, disturbing stories really in the Bible. And, uh, but I want to read it, and we're going to go through it, and I really think if you'll allow it to soak in, um, it could be a game changer for you. Because um, anxiety, a lot of the anxiety that we have in life is produced because we're trying to hold on to things too much. You get something good, you get a, a, a gift, a blessing, uh, a job, uh, a promotion, a relationship, and you wanted it so bad and you finally got it and you just cling to it. And you start to learn like, oh, the ground is shifting. Oh, no, I hear they're doing layoffs. Oh, no, I hear they're doing restructuring. Um, <clears throat> the world is constantly changing. And you try to hold on to it. Anybody try to hold on to something too long? And sometimes you have to learn, man, it, it, it's over. That season is over. And it, you got to let go. Because if you try to hold on, it's going to create so much angst and anxiety inside of you. And so today we're going to learn how to let go. Learn how to let go. And when you learn how to let go, man, you are free to live free to live. When you don't let go, you're a stress mess. Genesis 22, the testing, verse 1. Sometime later, as Charlie says and we tell stories, once upon a time, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied, then the Lord said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there, gets right to the point, as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. The unthinkable. Now, this is a story um, of, this is a story of extremes. This is a story of, it's, it's, it's built that way, that think of the, the most prized possession, the thing that you cherish the absolute most in your life. This is a test. Um, how many know life has a lot of tests? One test after another test. And tests are really two, twofold. There's a test to see how you're doing, which those are good, Right? They're to see how you're doing. You're like, do I need to make some improvements? And I'm testing well in this. I'm testing low in this. You test your blood now. Like when you were in school, you got tests in math. Now we just get blood tests, <laughs> cholesterol tests. But anyway, how are you doing? Where do you rank? Where do you fall? Where do you fit? And you need a good measuring stick because then you know, well, I, I need to make some adjustments. I need to make some improvements. This is a test. But it's also a test in the sense that it's a test of your mettle. It's, it's, it's a putting you through it. It's a test. God tested him. And he says, take your son. Now, the test is going to involve the most precious thing and, the most, uh, and, and in, in the most extreme circumstance. So it's a test. Take your son, your one and only son, 
and sacrifice him there. So you have the son, which would be Abraham waited a hundred years, most precious, and then the sacrifice. Now, before you, you know, if you're a modern mind, and these modern, these ancient stories don't always sit with modern, very literalistic type of minds. Just set that over here for just a minute and think about the deeper thing that might be trying to be said here. Um, the all, what could be more extreme than sacrifice? I mean, you get this, the idea that this is the extreme. This is, it doesn't get any more difficult than this. Okay, so put that right here. Now, who's ever in your mind played what if? What if this happens? Well, well if I go here, but what if I, if I take this job and what if someone else takes the, the job? But what if I move to this neighborhood, then what if? Anybody play what if? <clears throat> now, what if is okay for a little bit because, you know, that, that means you're a human and you can think and it's Okay. It's good to go, well, if I did this, what if this would happen? And then what if this would happen? But have you ever gone what if crazy? What if, and then what if, and then what if? And next thing you know, that's called anxiety. That's called, it, then it starts to take over your life. So finally, Abram had waited, Abraham had waited so long for Isaac. And then he gets him. What do you do when you... First of all, when you're denied something for so long, you want it that much, don't you? Huh? You're, you know, your dad says, well, when you get old enough, I'm, I'm going to help you get a car. And you're like, oh. And, and in your mind, old enough was 16. And your dad had a different timetable. And you turn 16 and you're like, okay, dad, let's get her done. And he was like, well, I'm not feeling it yet. Let's do this. And now he, he says he pushes it back a little bit. And you're thinking when you turn 17, there it is. I mean, I, who remembers their first car? Ah, oh, the first car was better, right? And then um, my first car was a dune buggy. <laughs> True story. I, actually, I'll bring you a picture one time just to show you. Blue fiberglass, kind of flared, very fun. A little cold in the winter, but very fun. Very cold in the winter, I could say, actually. Bone-chilling cold with no heater in the dune buggy in the winter. But nonetheless, I had a car. How many know what I'm talking about? It's an 18, you're still denied, it's denied. But when it finally comes, man, oh. You remember when you first got your first car and, like, your friends got in and they, like, like had their shoes on? You're like, bro, take your shoes off. Have some respect for my car. Huh? Weren't you protective of that thing when you first got it? And you're like, no, no, you can't wear those shoes in here. You take them off and put them in the trunk. Doom buggies don't have trunks, so we were just a barefoot kind of group. But then you finally get it, and you just want to hold on to it. So Abraham gets his son. He just wants to hold on to him. What if this happened? What if this happened? What if this happened? I waited so long. I got to protect and preserve this. Protect and preserve is a really terrible mode to get into in life. It's human nature, but it's a terrible mode. It's not faith. Protect and preserve. Once you get a job, I got to protect and preserve. I got to hold on to. How do you know life's fluid? It's just new things keep coming and new things keep going. <clears throat> 
Abraham's holding on to his son. And I think this is how I, this is how I read the story. So you can throw it all out if we're done. But this is how Chris reads the story. I think God steps in right away and goes, let's just deal with this right now. Let's take this to the extreme. Do you know what psychologists say that you should do about your anxiety and fear? Some psychologists say, just play it out right now. Play it all out in your mind. The thing that you're worried about, just play it all the way out. Yep, you lost your job. Yep, you got kicked out. Yep, 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 yep. And guess what? You play it all the way out. Let, it, let yourself go there one time. And then see where you sit at the end. And you're, it's okay. Holding on to him, God says, all right. Just give him up right now. Just give him up. Early in the morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. By the way, when you're reading these stories in the Bible, you'll notice these little patterns. There are always little clues in there. It's the third day. What was it when Jesus rose? It was the... They're always transformational things. There's key things if you, if you start to get keen on them. They're transformational. This is, this is a transformational moment. And, and I wish for you to have this transformational moment where you get to the spot in life where it's just like you can learn to let go. You know why you have problems? You know why you have anxiety and everything that's connected to it? Because you're not letting go. What's it a test of? It's a test of... Faith. Faith is not a quiz about, does the Bible say this? Does God do this? People have all these, these lists of, you know, faith is really simple. You trust God or you don't. That's just it. That's just it. You let go or you hold on. Oh, man, are we, do we love to hold on? Um, I, was, I was reading... Uh, Trying to, I have a hobby. I have a couple of hobbies, but one of my hobbies in the summer is golf. I'm so bad at golf, but I want to be good. And I really, and so you know, I'm reading an article in in, in a magazine about golf. And and in in the 80s, there was a uh, he's still you know a well-known golfer, Greg Norman. And Greg Norman in 1986 was the best golfer on the tour. And um, but if you, if you follow golf a lot, it, the thing is you want to win a major tournament. That's what gets you marked as a great golfer, if you can win one of the four majors. So he was by far the best golfer on the tour in 1986. He was winning all kinds of things. But he'd get to the major tournament, and he had the 54-hole lead. He's going into the last day, and he choked. And then the next, the, the next major tournament, he was leading after three days, and on the fourth day, he choked again. And it was the third major tournament in Turnberry, and he had the 54-hole lead again. And, you know, the great one, Jack Nicholas, just walked up to him after the third day and said something to him. He said, Greg, I noticed a flaw in your game. He said, and Jack would do this for people. People didn't know why. He would try to make his competitors better. But he, wanted to, he always said, I want to play against the guy at his best. So he'd give you pointers on how to be better. He said, Greg, you get under pressure, 
and you grip the club too tight. And when you grip the club too tight, it shortens your swing, and you have that long, fluid swing. It becomes tight and choked, and you start hitting errant shots. Under pressure, you're gripping too tight. Anybody that's really studied golf will, will tell you. Now, I can talk about it. I can't do it. So just, just so you know. Just so you know. But they will tell you you got to have a nice, soft grip. Nice and soft. And man, when you're trying to hit it hard and good, what, what's the tendency? Human nature. Grip it hard. And it tightens up. And you don't have a loose and a fluid swing. What's the problem with our life? We're holding on too tightly. And the beauty of this story, if you get the beauty of this story, you, your life will never be the same. He gives them to God. He says to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. It's an interesting sentence. We will worship and then we will come back. Tells his two servants, you stay here. Me and the boy are going to go over here, worship, and we're going to come back. But he's going to let him go. But when you have faith, you can live in this weird dichotomy where you can let go and know you're still going to have it at the same time. Hmm? We're going to come back. I don't know. I don't know how God does it. If you read in Hebrews, you know what in Hebrews it says? He thought God was going to raise him from the dead. I don't know. Start here, start here. I don't know. I don't know how God's going to do it. I just know God is good. I know God's not going to take away from me. I know God is good. So I have to learn to what? Everybody say it out loud. I have to learn to let go. Why do we have these sayings that stick in society and culture? Let go and let Why do we have those? Because we somehow deep in our DNA, we know they're true. The real thing that we have to do is we have to let go and let God. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. So evidently the servants were carrying it and he starts to load it up onto his son. I think he was 17 at the time or so. Abraham takes the fire, the, the flint. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he carried the fire and the knife. And the two of them went on together. Well, that's going to be something, huh, as a dad? Holding the fire and the knife. Think about the emotional, think about the reality of the letting go. But here's the thing about life. Everything leaves Eventually. That's depressing. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. And sometimes you go places where people tell you things that you just want to hear. Or you listen to things or you, you, you set up a, a psychological system where you, you just get things. This is just what I want here. Just hit me in a bubble. Like a, like, but that's not true. But what's true is your kids leave. They go to college, right? This wasn't college. This wasn't off to the army. This was sacrifice. Life is hard. 
Life has real challenges to it. People leave. Things fall apart. That's true. And you shouldn't avoid them. You shouldn't deny them. You should acknowledge them. That's part of life. That's part of life. But it doesn't end there. And that's not where this story ends either. He carried it. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son. The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb? See how this story sets up? Anybody ever have a hard time saying some things to your kids? How are we going to talk about this? I mean, do you see how this is so well written, this story? There he looks him in the eye. Can you imagine him looking in your son's eyes? But where's the lamb? Abraham says, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know in life. And that's a good part of letting, that's a good start of letting go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out. Does anybody know how everything's going to work out in your life? And if you start to think that you do, and you start to, I'm, I'm going to control it, I'm going to hold it, I'm going to steer it. Yes, you do have some control. You do. There, there, that's true. But if you think that you can steer it with ultimate control, you're going to realize all it's going to do is, is, is cause anxiety. And look, life is about learning to let go so you can actually have something rather than it having you. Do you know what Isaac means? Isaac means laughter. Laughter. Having, a, having laughter, having happiness in your life. So we, we want laughter in our life. So we hold on to it. We cling to it. Right? I was saying this the other day. Uh, anybody ever have a great, like a vacation or a great date night or just a great experience on a mountaintop and you so bottled it in your mind, you just wanted to hit repeat. Anybody ever done this? So um, Vicky and I had this just amazing date uh, up north, few, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. And so we were up north last week for Memorial Day and, we, and I did. I did the exact, I'm, I'm going to hit repeat. That was a winner. And I booked the same place, same time and everything. And I'm like, I got it all in my head. This is going to be so amazing. And we ended up eating pizza in the back of my truck. Because <laughs> it just didn't work out. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about? Things just don't work out. It's called the three-year-old. But anyway, the things, things don't, just don't always work out. And what do you do? You just hold on to it and you get mad and you start throwing things. Or you just say, here's what God's given us. Pizza and a pickup. This can work. So the two of them went on together. They reached a place God told them about. Abraham built an altar there and he arranged the wood on it. 
You see the... I mean, us people of faith, we're weird. I mean, see, this is a weird story. Because he's going through with it, and he believes the whole time still. But you need to be weird to survive today. You do. you got to face reality, and you got to have faith. And when you have them both, then you're in a good spot. I think God was taking Abraham through this because he wanted Abraham to enjoy his life. I think he wanted him to enjoy Isaac by letting him go so he could have him back. When you learn to let go, then you can really enjoy, then you can laugh because you let go. You've put it literally into God's hands. Abraham built an altar and he bound his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Such a, just a powerful, dramatic story. Then he reached out his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven. If anybody's ever seen some, some of the artwork of this, it's got like an angel grabbing for his hand. Abraham, Abraham, don't lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him because I know that you fear God. You've not withheld from me your son, your only son. I think where a lot of times people miss it is they think this stuff is about God. And I think when we're young, that's kind of how we think. Like, you know, like when your parents discipline you or they make you do chores. We were talking about this the other day in our house. You know, they make you do chores and when you're young, you think it's because your parents are lazy. No, is this true? Dear God, Dad, could you please mow the lawn after working 60 hours and doing this and doing this? Could you just please mow the lawn because I'm trying to watch a sports network? And this is how the young minds work. So the young mind reads this story and it thinks God needs to see this. Somehow that God, this is something for, this is not for God. This is 100% for who? It's for Abraham. This is for you. God doesn't need anything. People who misunderstood this later on in the scripture, they get corrected. God doesn't need sacrifice. God doesn't need reading the Psalms. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. He's good. God is good. I mean, literally like in the sense that he's all good. He's okay. And this is a big starting point. God doesn't need your church attendance. God doesn't need anything. God doesn't need you clapping. He doesn't need it. That would make him needy. He's good. But what's God doing always? Trying to teach you something, trying to teach me something. Trying to free you, which is what faith does when you get it. It frees you. It's beyond religion. There's a lot of, there's a lot of religious people that don't really get faith. They just got, like, church attendance. They're still a stress mess. They still hold on to everything. They still fight with their future. They fight with their past. They fight, they fight, they fight. But the idea of faith is just like, here you go, God. This wasn't mine in the first place. This was kind of a gift in the first place. How many know your job was a gift in the first place? How many know your life was a gift in the first place? 
I mean, what exactly did you do to be born anyway? That's an easy answer. Absolutely nothing. It's all gift. It's all gift. Just give the gift back. Hold the club loosely. The angel stops and he says to him, don't lay a hand on him. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. He's like, I'm going to name this place. Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. God will provide. There's the bottom line. God will provide. God will take care of it. God will take care of it. How? I don't know. It doesn't say how. Not knowing how doesn't change the fact that God will. The way to be truly free in life is to let go. Anxiety is really about holding on. Because you don't know anyway. You don't know how long. You stop saying, what if, what if, what if, what if. And you just realize whatever you have today, it's a gift. And you give it to God. Thank you, God. This is, a, this is a mental exercise that you need to go through. This journey is something that needs to happen in your heart. You gotta let go. You gotta raise the knife. You gotta be willing to go all the way. So this is, this is, and then God says, here, now you can have it. Now that you've really let go, you can have it. Um, sometimes when Charlie's holding on to things and I need her to let go, like the iPad, you know, it's very tough. How do I get it out of her hands? I mean, I got all kinds of options. You know, I get tough with her. I threaten her. I could tickle her. I mean, I got, I've, I've tried them all. We're just ripping it out when I lost my patience. It happens. Uh, I'm not as bad of a person as you think, but I'm not perfect. How's that for you? Um, we're negotiating. You got to let go of this thing. She thinks, like, if, if I let go, I'll never get, I'll never see the end of my movie. And so, push pause or I will. Push pause or I will. A little tug. A little tug. You may know what I'm talking about. Push pause or I will. So, is it because I don't want her to enjoy movies or see the ending? Or no, it's just like we, we got we got somewhere to go. I want you to enjoy your life, right? I don't want to take anything from her. I want her to have the best life possible, whatever that is. Whatever this derelict dad thinks that 
that is, right? But I have some conception of what a, what a great life for her would be. And it's not stuck to this thing. Does that make sense? Right or wrong? That's how I think. Well, you don't have to say I'm right. I'm just saying whether I am right or it doesn't matter. I'm the dad. I'm not even asking. I'm just saying. Um, so, but you got to let go of it. You got to let go of it. There's a whole world out there. There's a whole thing you could experience. You could actually be living that story. But you got to let go of it. I'm going to say something that might strike you as like a little over the top, but I want you to think about it. A lot of our problems are just connected to the fact that we can't let go. Just let go. Let go. Yeah, you got wronged. Let go. Yeah, you got hurt. Let go. Yeah, you got screwed. Let go. Can I say that from here? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll find out if I can say certain things. You, you'll email me. I'm sure you have a manual. You let go. And, and if you hold on, but, 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 but I'm thinking we're going to have this sp- really special date, and if it doesn't work out, it's just like I got to stress. Just let go. Just let go. But I, but I worked my whole life so that my kid would go to this college. And he went for one semester and he hates it. Just let go. Whose kid was it anyway? Right? This, I was reading one, one, he was saying, this was a whole lesson for Abraham. This wasn't your, ever your son anyway. This is just a gift from God. Freedom comes and let it go. Fulfillment comes when you let go. Laughter, Isaac, comes when you let go. Well, what's the point of life? So you can control it and be cantankerous? But have you noticed really cranky people can be controlling? <laughs> have you noticed? There's a connection, and there's a certain freedom to letting go. There's a certain laughter, joy to people that have learned to let go. Someone asked me this morning about my grandma, who's uh, just about, we're about to celebrate number 99 for grandma. You know what you do when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got, we got competition right over here, though, right, right there. It's like knocking on the door with Grandma. But you know what you do when you get a little older? You let go. Hmm? Do you think she's stressed about the stuff that she was stressed about when she was 30? My, my aunt told me one time, really sweet, she's like, you know, your Grandma wasn't always so sweet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Do tell. <laughs> she was tough, man. She was tough. She was younger. But we learn. Don't we learn? Let go. Give it to God. Give the thing you love to God. Give the thing you treasure to God. Just give your future to God. And be at peace. Let this story bury into your subconscious. This needs to be your story.
so you can be free. So God can give it back to you. And you'll have the capacity to enjoy it.